You're listening to Transforming Insight, the podcast for anyone who has the ambition to transform their insight team and create an insight-driven organization. Your host is James Witcherly, Chief Executive of the Insight Management Academy and the author of the book Transforming Insight, The 42 Secrets of Successful Corporate Insight Teams. Hello again, and welcome to the latest episode of the Transforming Insight podcast. This one's called Adopting an Insight Perspective. If you work in a corporate insight role, you might think that you know quite a lot about the way that the world works. Maybe you're an insight analyst with long experience looking at patterns in consumer spending. Maybe you're a market researcher, considered by your colleagues to be an expert in understanding the drivers of consumer behaviour. But how much do any of us really know about the world around us? About the core stats relating to human life on Earth and the trends and changes seen in recent years? Do we have a fact-based worldview? Or do we have a set of assumptions backed up by partial insights and incomplete data? For example, how confident are you that you can answer these questions? Drawn from a famous book that I'll describe in a minute. Question 1. Where does the majority of the world's population live? Is it in low, middle or high-income countries? Number two. In the last 20 years, the proportion of the world's population living in extreme poverty has almost doubled, remained about the same or almost halved. Number three. What's the life expectancy of the world's population today? Is it 50 years, 60 years or 70 years? Number four, there are about two billion children in the world today, people aged under 16. How many will there be in the year 2100, according to the UN's latest estimates? Will it be two billion, three billion or four billion? And number five, how did the number of deaths per year from natural disasters change over the last 100 years? Has it more than doubled? Has it remained the same? Or has it more than halved? Now, you might have heard these questions before, or indeed seen the answers to them. Both can be found in a fascinating book called Factfulness, written several years ago by physician and statistician Hans Rosling. The quiz that he included in his book has been taken by countless groups of politicians, policymakers, policy influencers, corporate executives and students. And unfortunately, the results have painted a pretty bleak picture. Rosling found that over the course of all the times he'd presented his quiz, in only 10% of instances did the respondents beat a group of chimpanzees randomly selecting the answers. Let's stop and think about that. In only 10% of instances did the respondents as a group beat a group of chimpanzees randomly selecting answers. And unfortunately, the more sophisticated an audience, the worse their scores tended to be. When the book was published in 2018, it gained some very high-profile endorsements, particularly from Bill Gates. He called it one of the most important books he'd ever read, an indispensable guide to thinking clearly about the world. He rated it so highly that he reportedly sent every student graduating in the USA a free copy in 2018. So who was Hans Rosling? Well, he was born in Sweden in 1948. He trained as a doctor and worked in some of the world's most deprived countries. While he was there, he realised the importance of good information. 
and the difference that an accurate picture of events could play in stopping diseases from spreading. He went on to work with the United Nations, and he founded an organisation called the Gapminder Foundation. And the mission of the organisation is to fight devastating ignorance with a fact-based worldview. At the IMA, we became aware of Hans Rosling's work some years ago now. We referenced him as an expert in data visualisation. And I would recommend that all Insight professionals watch his TED Talks and YouTube clips on beautifully automated bubble charts. They represent a great case study in how to convey very complex data in an engaging and easy-to-understand format. But Factfulness, the book, goes beyond demonstrating data visualisation and how it can help to communicate insights. Its central message is that people constantly and intuitively refer to their worldview when thinking, guessing or learning. If your worldview is wrong, you will systematically make the wrong guesses. It's actually a really uplifting read. It demonstrates how the world is usually not as dramatic as you think, and making the case that there are lots of bad things out there, but far fewer than ever before. Unfortunately, Hans Rosling died before the book could be completed in 2018, and therefore before we could gain his insights on COVID-19, or indeed on how our government set about tackling it. But the finishing touches were supplied by those who had worked closely with him. And this has provided us with what the IMA believes to be one of the most important books ever written about insight, but which never actually references insight at all. So why does the type of thinking described in Factfulness have such major implications for corporate insight teams and for insight leaders when they come to recruit and develop insight people? I'll give you a brief answer now, but I'd also encourage you to read the book for yourself and think about it. Let me take you back to Barclays many years ago when I ran the Insight team there. An important part of my role was to run data-based investigations into critical business issues, supplying decision makers with facts, figures, insights, ideas and recommendations for how new propositions could be launched, new channels developed and how new customer needs addressed. But it became increasingly apparent over time that Insight within a global bank, just as in every sector, is only partly about investigating specific issues. Much of the time it's about challenging assumptions and providing customer and market context. It's about painting a picture to show stakeholders how value is driven by customer behaviours and how those behaviours in turn are driven by a wide range of habits, circumstances, beliefs, needs and aspirations. The problem I experienced, and I think a common problem across Insight today, is that senior people not only don't know particular statistics, but rather that in a large commercial organisation, there tends to be an endemic focus on short-term revenue and cost metrics, not on the fundamental truths about how and why customers do business with the organisation. It's no surprise then that in its daily conversations with corporate insight leaders, the IMA has always found that they have sympathy with Hans Rosling's mission to fight devastating ignorance with a fact-based worldview. Or in other words, they appreciate the critical need for their teams to develop what I call an insight perspective and share that perspective with senior decision makers. You're listening to the Transforming Insight podcast published by the Insight Management Academy, the world's leading authority on transforming corporate insight teams. 
since I wrote the Transforming Insight book in early 2020, every month has provided more examples of issues where a fact-based worldview is needed, but often missing, or indeed disputed. In both the UK and the US, we've seen the label fake news take hold, applied to narratives which one group of people disagree with, sometimes for great reasons, sometimes not. And we've had news media increasingly dominated by big topics, sometimes specific to one country, so at the moment in the UK it's all about the cost of living crisis, for example, but often issues of universal importance, COVID-19 and governments and society's reaction to it, and climate change will be top of my list. But the bigger the topic, the more stats are quoted by those with an opinion. And those stats and how they are determined are often so complex that most of us struggle to evaluate the data. Or don't even try. We take it as read that the politicians and opinion formers that we like have ideas that are well-researched, and that their opponents have played fast and loose with key data or haven't even bothered to do their homework. Such is the concern felt both within news media itself and by those who read it and shape its stories, the public figures are increasingly pronouncing on issues relating to fake news. Is it the role of social media platforms to police the content placed on them? Is it the role of public sector broadcasters like the BBC in the UK to critique stories that we hear with their fact-checking units? But where do good intentions to see more objective, fact-based debate merge with more subjective agendas that half a population believes to be beyond dispute and the other half believes to be evidence that the establishment thought police are intent on limiting debate or controlling the agenda. Anyway, back to insight. In a corporate environment, we usually try to stay away from politics, but the way in which business issues are aired, debated and assumed to be correct or disputed, well, that's just the same. I suspect that every single chief executive in the world would claim that they want objective decision-making with discussions framed by a fact-based view of the world. But in reality, I think there's almost always a lot of ignorance in our companies, especially when it comes to customer and market context. Or at least there's far too many assumptions about it, assumptions often driven by personal experience of the senior people. Rather like Hans Rosling's famous quiz, I suspect that in many companies, the more senior and supposedly sophisticated a group of decision-makers the less well they would actually do on a quiz about customer and market knowledge. So what do we do about it? Well, there's something here for me about people and something about process. In episode 36 of our podcast, I suggested that insight leaders should audit their time and focus using the IMA's insight leadership framework, with its axes on the internal and the external, and on the technical, managerial and entrepreneurial aspects of a leader's role. In episode 37, we looked at the skills and attributes required by successful insight managers, analysts and researchers, and the importance of business skills and interpersonal skills in that mix. To that, I would add the importance of recruiting people and developing people with an insight perspective. Of course, we're all going to have our own subjective opinions, but it's a hallmark of great insight people that they feel a sense of mission when it comes to discovering facts and providing their organisations with the evidence that they need to make better decisions. They're driven to provide that single version of the truth. One of my colleagues at Barclays used to ask candidates for analysis roles what they felt strongly about, or to use his words, what was their soapbox issue? 
What were the policies or approaches or ideas or products that they felt passionately about, that they wanted to see their organisation launch or adopt? He wanted to see them demonstrate their passion for seeing the right thing done, and the way they had assembled relevant evidence when deciding why it was the right thing in the first place. There's also a process issue here, or if I use the insight playbook chapters, I should probably call it an insight product issue. What is it that we're producing for our organisations? And does our team output equip senior managers to make more informed decisions? In particular, I think we need to think carefully about the balance between investigating and reporting on specific business issues and the time we spend establishing and sharing big picture insight. How do we elevate the hygiene level of customer and market understanding in our organisations such that those in authority share an evidence-based customer and market perspective? And that that context is constantly checked, challenged, refined and updated by an insight team motivated not just by the idea of doing good research or clever analysis, but that same sense of mission that the Gapminder Foundation has. The need to fight devastating ignorance with a fact-based worldview. In the Transforming Insight book, I said that the 29th secret of successful insight teams is that they adopt an insight perspective to combat devastating corporate ignorance. If your company is a member of the IMA, and if you have a license to access the online library on our website, you can now explore lots of topics relating to insight people in the IMP 600 series of guides and the IMV 600 series of videos. The IMA team of advisors can also provide workshops for aspiring insight leaders, a masterclass on insight leadership, and advice and mentoring for individuals within companies that are interested. So here are five key points that you might like to take away from today's podcast. Number one, how well do you personally know the core stats relating to human life on Earth and the trends and changes seen in recent years? And number two, do you have a fact-based worldview or do you have a set of assumptions backed up by partial insights and rather incomplete data? Number three, Hans Rosling said that if our worldview is wrong, we will automatically, systematically make the wrong guesses. Read Factfulness to find out more about that. Number four, I think that this applies in corporate life too. Many organisations have very incomplete or misleading worldviews about their consumers, their customers and their markets. And number five, in successful insight teams, managers, researchers and analysts adopt an insight perspective and show a passion for fighting what Rosling calls devastating ignorance. So far in this season of podcasts, we've looked at the importance of developing a people plan, exploring the role of the insight leader, the mix of skills and attributes required, and the sense of perspective that great insight people develop. But how do all these things come together when we're trying to recruit and develop an insight team? That's what we'll explore in the next episode of the Transforming Insight podcast. Thank you for listening. Transforming Insight is available on all leading podcast platforms. Subscribe now to get notified when the next episode is released. Check out all the resources in the show notes and sign up to our email list. The Transforming Insight podcast is brought to you by the Insight Management Academy, who reserves the rights to the content. 
For more information on any of the ideas discussed in the episode, please visit www.insight-management.org.